Welcome to Pivot Point. I'm Nathan. And I'm Chris. The podcast where two friends work their way through Tony Robbins' self-help book, Awaken the Giant Within, where every week we talk about how we intend to create lasting change, working our way through the book one chapter a week. We are using this journey as our pivot point to take immediate control of our mental, emotional, physical, and financial destinies. All right, chapter seven, how to get what you really want. So how'd you feel about this week? Uh, I thought it was a pretty good chapter. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I like some of the ideas in it. It's, it's a pretty basic, a lot, a lot of the concepts in this chapter I think are pretty basic, but it's good to, it's good to hear them and get a refresher. Uh, they're basic to us probably because we've read these in a hundred books before, but might be right. unique if this is your first, you know, self-help style book. I I felt like like the first little parts of it were, um, yeah. So like the like the one minute grin five times a day, uh, laugh three times a day, like those small little things that he had in here. Absolutely, just like any other book. Um, but his association stuff, it comes up. That chapter six stuff comes up a lot. I feel like he's pushing towards that yeah he is i mean before we skip straight were you able to read that testimonial the the long letter that the woman had written no i i didn't read it i i I read it like about you're talking about the personalities yeah it's one of it's another one of those spots where like as soon as i like as soon as I read multiple personality disorder, I was donezo. Like, because it just feels yeah. so like, I don't know. It feels so snake oily when you when they start talking about like curing, like legitimate mental illnesses. Like, I know this stuff is like powerful right. and it you know it can definitely affect your mood, but that's like a severe chemical imbalance in your brain. You know, like something's hardwired incorrectly. I I have a hard time buying into that stuff. So. Yeah, they so if you haven't read the book, it's about a page and a half worth of uh, an a, a letter that he received. The lady had uh, forty nine different personalities. Um, I think it said it said in forty nine years of living has a multiple personality, self destructive behavior, blah blah blah. So maybe it wasn't she was just forty nine years old. But no, uh, it does say later she worked. Yeah, multiple personalities. She worked with an expert to merge the forty nine personalities. Oh, so she had one per year, um, but they, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I got into that and I was like, okay, where's this going? In same same place, I ended up the same place you did. Yeah. Was really started like I didn't get it. I didn't understand. It's just so hard for me. Like I, how that's I'm, possible. I'm on board. Like I believe that, you know, this stuff is legit. It can definitely affect your mood. It's 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 all about your state of mind, but the idea that it can cure diseases just makes it really hard for me to keep going, you know? So. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, getting past that, moving on to, he talks about the, uh, um, what do you want? So this is what hit me the most, uh, making it pretty difficult to continue on, uh, honestly, till tonight, just about, an hour and a half ago, two hours ago. So 
if you want to go and, and talk about like how you felt about like the what do you want and the rest, I got, I got a pretty long rant slash uh, revelation that I that hit me later on in the chapter. So I don't have much. I, I wrote down some notes like what's the difference between making and building physical objects versus the virtual ones. But that's some stuff we could talk about later about our challenge for this week. But uh, and then like what do I actually want? Because uh, I struggle to think about it. I struggle to to really grasp uh, what that means. So do you have, did you come up with anything like a specific thing that we haven't already talked so about? Here's, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing uh, we've done, you know, this is episode seven now and we've had this, we've had a conversation similar to this one multiple times, um, you know, over the course of these seven episodes, you know, what do we want? What does success look like to you? You know, what's the long-term goal of all of this? And I, I don't know. Uh, this is kind of hard for me to admit because it sounds like I don't. It, it doesn't sound good when I say it. Um, but every time we have this conversation, deep, like not, deep, it's not really even that deep. It's, it's the first thing that comes to my head, and it's, uh, <laughs> oh boy, uh, it's a like po- it's power <laughs> and authority. Like that's those are the two things that I crave. Yeah, and. Oh man, I'm so glad you thought you brought this up like this. So <laughs> because go ahead. like yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't wanted to admit it because it, I don't know what I don't know what I think people are gonna think when I say that. But it makes me I, I don't want to sound like some sort of egomaniacal like power hungry, crazy person who's trying to create some sort of like dictatorship. I guess that's where I immediately go is to the right. far end of the spectrum. But what I want is a position of authority in a company, mine or somebody else's. And I want to have uh, power is the only way I can describe it. Power to make change, power to influence people, power to drive decisions. Those are the things that I crave yeah. and want. And it doesn't like uh, the money, the fast cars, all of those things like, uh, yeah, cool. Those will all come along with it. Um, right. Like I, I'm living comfortably with the money that I have. So like I'm not that's not like a big concern of mine. What I want is that at at my job, you know, when I leave the house, I want to have that, and uh, people to look 100%. at you. One hundred percent is what, what you're saying. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. So when there's a decision, yep. eyes go to you. You the, make the decision. Yeah, that's exactly Power. what I want. Yeah. And that was hmm. it, it's it was so, the, as soon as I read it, that was like the first thing that came to my head. And it has been on all of these conversations. I just don't, I, it's not something right. that, there's that humility part of me that like makes it really hard to like say that out loud. But I don't know that it's, I don't, yeah. I don't know that it's prideful or arrogant to want that, I guess. It's just, I don't know. So what was, what, how was it looked at when you were a kid, like with somebody with power? Like how did your parents look at power? How did you look at power? So... I, so my dad was a pretty authoritative guy. Like he's he's somebody in that has always been looked to for decisions. Like at work, uh, because yeah. I used to, I worked with my dad after I graduated high school. So you know it, I always felt that he was. But once I got started working with him, it was clear like people looked to him when there were decisions to be made. Like when there were questions, he he wasn't in charge of everything. But he was a primary driver of decisions. And it was like that there. And it was like that in uh, other groups, social groups, 
you know, all of uh, our friends, our like family friends, they would all look to him for, you know, ideas or decisions or what should they do. And Mm -hmm. so I, I don't know how it was perceived by the rest of the family, but that was something that I always looked up to and admired and probably have wanted probably ever since. Oh man. I'm just trying to like keep, I'm trying to help you go through or talk about this. Cause I, I just keep going back to my own stuff. So it's kind of funny, but they, So what he said, so what does that, what does that do for you? Like, what does that mean? So like, we're, I mean, the rest of this is talking about, uh, you know, what we focus on becomes our idea of reality. So is it, do you think that holding that, that idea of like wanting power, holding it back has caused you to stop doing certain things, like whatever it might be. So if you had an idea, a business idea, or just an idea for a project, like that idea of it stopped you from completing it. Maybe I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it stopped me from completing it or stopped me from ever starting it. I think I was up until recently. I think that I was much more afraid of the idea than I am now. Like it just because I always wanted it doesn't mean that I thought I was ready for it or was you know, strong enough, brave enough, whatever to accept it. Right. And I think it's only been recently where I've felt like that I could. And right. So I think that was part of it. So I think it's safe to say though, like without getting into anything the past week, you were looked at as somebody with power (laughs) just by the fact that you were able to complete a task. That's it. Right. Like, so maybe that last week it was able to like to say like, "Hey, I can hold this power." Yeah. Like it's okay for me to yep. do this. Um, it's not it's not a negative thing. Everybody looks at it as now it's it's a positive thing. Yeah, exactly. So maybe you're you think you're able to associate it more positive just because now? I was able to just do like, what I did this last you, week. I. Yeah, you got you you were given some power, and you handled it yeah. responsibly. I, I think so, and I, and it's not the first time that that's happened since I took this took this job. So, I I think that it's because I'm right. I'm I guess tasting it in little bits, instead of you know it all being dumped on yeah. me, which is great obviously to ease into it. Um, it's making me much more comfortable with the idea of it. Yeah, that's a really good point. I hadn't really thought about that. Because I mean now you have. Uh... You have the ability to look at other people that you respect that do have that power. Obviously, your father, but like, there's other people that uh, that you know of that have that power that you can now start, maybe, yeah, imitating. Uh, like he talks about in the book, he, you know, if you if you want to be something, find somebody that's really good at it and imitate them. So, from what it sounds like, there's already some people that you know of. Yeah. That yeah, definitely. You can jump into. So what about you? What uh, what did you put down? <laughs> so I, I I went through. He he goes into in this in as you continue on. I think it's like uh, first I want to point out on page one sixty three. Did you notice what what 
phrase pops up. The it's a, is that the it's pivot, is that where he talks about somewhat, the pivot point? I guess. Yeah, pivot point yeah. shows up one more time. So I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I was pretty stoked about that. But uh, I was like, hey, pivot point. But uh, so I I started reading on where he talks about um, or where he says, hey, you know, think of a absolute positive um, memory, right? And so he's done this a couple times. He said, like, hey, think of a memory think of a time where this happened or think of a time that was negative. Think of a time that was super positive and then rated on zero to 100. And, uh, and, and it continues on in the rest of the chapter talking about that specific memory. And I, I, I can't think of anything. Like I, it's not that I like, I don't have good memories. I just like, when I put on the spot with, Hey, remember this, I don't at all. Like, it's literally like, you know, that feeling, uh, uh, when you when you're trying to think of something, but your mind is completely <laughs> blank, like oh I know his name, yep. but blank. That's what I go to. So I said to my wife, I said, hey, what, what? Let me. So I read her the first paragraph of that, and it was said, you know, they think of something that's super positive, and I said, okay, do it now. And she had like three things, like immediately. And I I was like, how did you do that? Like I don't I didn't understand how that's even possible, like, because I don't think of stuff. And uh, so we got into a little bit more of how I, I'm like a, I, I stay steady. So I'm happy and I'm sad, but it's like I, I stay pretty steady as far as like, um, I think sometimes in public, I'm a more, more charismatic about certain things, whether it's positive yeah. or negative. But most of the time, I'm just a, a steady, like, not a lot of peaks really, and valleys. It's just like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, and it's maybe I don't associate those things with that. But so it really got me thinking about like how how I think about certain things, and I jumped all the way back to I think it was chapter two where he starts talking about your, where he talks yeah. about your parents. And so I was, as when you brought up your dad, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. So we have not we did not discuss any I, of this. I did a little thing. Note. No. We talked a lot today about a lot of things because uh, we had drilled today, but we didn't talk about any of this. And this is pretty awesome that we did this because we came up with this from 5 p.m. Yeah. to now. So in the last three hours, this has come to fruition. But I wrote uh, on in my notebook, I wrote mom and then I wrote dad. And I, and I came up with two things. So that like you said, you, 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 you thought you wanted, or you do, you want power. You want to be the decision maker. And I was thinking about the traits from them that they gave me that I know that when I'm standing in a room that I'm better than anybody else. Yeah. Hands down. Like I'm confident. Maybe I'm not better, but in my, in my mind, I'm, I'm the best. So, you know, for my mom, nothing bothers her. She doesn't mm -hmm. worry about anything. Nothing. Yeah. Literally nothing. My father, he, he will outwork anybody. It doesn't matter. I'll toe-to-toe. Yeah. -to -toe. Hardest worker yeah. I know, right? Combined, though, both of them fail at health. So they, don't, they, they, they understand their health. They know that they need to eat better. They know that they need to work out. But my entire life has been basically an ups and downs mm -hmm. of health, right? So... I, I remember back in the day, my mom doing Weight Watcher, like she's just bouncing around and, and it's, 
as soon as that clicked, like, hey, both of them, and, and this isn't to say that they don't care about it, or right now aren't watching their health, so I don't want, they do listen <laughs> to this, so <laughs> it's it, it'll be interesting to talk about it later, but that's one thing, like, I do remember, like, both of them, they're just not into, right? They're not, they don't work out. They've, I've never heard of them working out in, in, in my yeah. childhood. So I, I got to thinking about that in myself and I thought, okay, well maybe I'm associating, like I go all the way back and associate that something as something that like I'm not really into or I'll bounce back and forth. And then, so I really dove in deep, uh, and discussing it with my wife and really talking about it is the last six years have basically modeled my, what I've seen for the last mm-hmm. 35, meaning it's been Hey, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, you know, I'm waking up at four 30 in the morning and I'm running three miles a day and I do that <laughs> for two weeks and then it's done. Yeah. Like it's, it's literally, a, it's just a mirrored image of what that is. So now that I know that, I think it's time for me to take that and just say, okay, let's, let's like, I need to defeat that. So I thought that was kind of interesting to really get into, I don't know. I was able to look at that and see that it's an absolute mirror of what happened when I was a kid and now like it happens now. It's just not something. Whereas my wife, she's a, she works out four, six times a week and it's, but that's something that she talked about how she remembers being seven to 14 years old doing yeah. fitness classes and really enjoying right. being healthy. So it's, it's just that base that we need to defeat yeah. and move on. And so uh, I really expected this book and this entire program to walk away from it right. with a business, right? So I, I wanted to, I don't know what you say, like I, I, I wanted that money, I wanted the power, I wanted all that stuff to like come from this book. Like I wanted to be like, oh, hell yeah, I, I finished that program. We did a podcast and then at the end we could talk about how much money we <laughs> had made and blah, blah, blah. And really it's not about any of that. This is really just about yeah. getting inside of us and like figuring out that's all he's trying to do here. Because if we figure this out, like if I'm able to figure out this health thing, just that small little thing of, hey, eating healthy and working out four to five times a week. Shit, three to five yeah. times a week. It doesn't really matter, you know? Like if I'm able to do that consistently for the next year and a half, five years, the rest of my life, yeah, the rest of it's easy. Yeah, because like, so you talked about those those three traits, the the two positive ones that you inherited. Because I I see both of those traits that you talked about in you, uh, from your mom and your dad, and the health one and the negative. So you came up with those three tonight in what three three and a half hours. So how many more are there? How many more oh, are yeah. there buried inside you that you haven't recognized yet? Oh, I, I came oh, okay. up with one more too. <laughs> I did I did I did one more because I I. That business thing bothers me. It bothers me that, uh, and, and I just jump, we could talk about it later, but this challenge that we had from this last week, I did yeah. nothing. And it, and it bothers me that I did nothing. And so I did it for business. I just wrote business at the top of the page, mom on the left, dad on the right, common traits in the middle. Uh, I don't want to say individual traits because some of them they, they actually shared. But... Uh, and then those were on the right, so, or right or left of, of yeah, the common yeah. traits, you know. And, uh, oh, man, it's it's <laughs> mirrors what right. I do. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, it is weird. 
it's really weird. It's not weird because you know you expect it, but like when you write it down, you're like, oh, dang yeah. it. So this is really funny because I so a few years ago, the church that we were going to at the time, we did this thing um, instead of like Wednesday night Bible studies for like uh, it was like twelve or fourteen weeks. We did this program called I want to say it was called like Authentic Manhood, and it was some some evangelical pastor oh. in some Midwest town had put together this program and it was a, you know, it was an hour or so a night you'd watch his lecture and then there were exercises you worked through in the, in the book. And we all did it like together. All the, all the men from the church did it. And at the time I didn't take it very, I didn't take it seriously at all. Uh, I ended up skipping probably half of the, the evenings anyway, because I just wasn't, <laughs> I was not interested I didn't think that it mattered to me um, because one of the big reasons for that is a huge portion of it. Probably the first four to six weeks were about repairing your relationship with your father. And I was like, or, you know, correcting the, the huh. problems with your relationship with your father, or the things that, you know, you've inherited that are broken or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's not, I'm not, I'm nothing like my parents. Yeah. I was 20. 24 25 right. you know i <laughs> i knew much better than they did and uh now at almost 30 yeah at almost 30 <laughs> i'm looking yeah. back like oh my gosh like because my dad did it and he was he did it completely he was there every week he followed everything he did the whole manual and like it changed him and i <laughs> i do have some regrets that i did not participate more fully in that uh, that thing looking back now <laughs> because it's pretty clear that like just from our short discussions on the topic like it's it's a major problem or area of impact yeah. not necessarily a problem because yeah, there's plenty of good stuff that I inherited but also plenty of bad stuff <laughs> so that's the funny thing you said because I was worried so I was worried that after I wrote those those three things because I, I didn't go deep into the the whole health like, I didn't write health at the top and go deep into it. That was just a quick thing. And then I moved on and read the rest of the chapter. And then I, I, I wrote something, like a whole paragraph down that I'll read here in a little bit. But I, So I did it with business. And I was worried that when I, when I started it, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to find so many negative things. And this is just going to be my time to like, like, for me to blame them for something, you know? Like, I, I didn't want to blame them for doing right. whatever it was. And, but when you look at the positive stuff, like not the stuff that they had in common, but the stuff that they was outside, if I'm able to focus on those, I wrote down five of those things just for a business. Like if I said, Hey, I'm going to go start a business tomorrow. And I focused on those five things rather than the common, which are not negatives anyways. Some of them are okay. Uh, that that's right. enough to get through yeah. it. No, you know 100%. what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like that's enough to like go through. So, I mean, I can even I'll, I'll, I'll go through it if you want. Like, so the things that they had in common were, you know, they wanted me to be educated. They wanted me to do a good job. They take they they took very small in in quantity as far as the I don't know how you say it. They took a small amount of huge yeah. risks. They were cautious. That makes sense. So it was like a small amount, but there oh, were okay. massive risks, right? So uh, then here's here's the two kickers that got me. I highlighted them too. They're both indecisive. 
and they both, finances are an important foundation. So I was always taught, you know, financial independence, uh, debt-free. Like I said, these aren't negative things. These are all, these are just things that they like, right. you know, They're not that, negative that I things grew at all, up with. But just like anything else, everything in moderation, right? So there is a point where, right. like, that can cause a problem. Yeah, so, and, and <laughs> like, that indecisiveness was, like, really, like, as soon as I wrote that down, I was like, oh, crap. Like, I, I, that's my biggest problem is, like, I think of, like, 50 to 150 businesses <laughs> a year, and I, but I don't decide right. on one of them, you know? But without just, I, I want to real quick just read the other five because those are the positive things that I think if I focused on those and was able to, and like I said, it's not just like a mommy-daddy thing, but it's a, it's a thing to say, like, those are things that I see from them that I've gained from them that I think I could overcome and continue. But one is uh, supportive, uh, able to do a lot with a little. They have ideas. They're capable makers. Uh, or my This is on my dad's side, but then, uh, then a hard worker. So it's one of those, like, if I took those five traits, they'd destroy right. everything in the middle. Like, oh, okay. So you want to do a lot with a little? Boom. Use a little bit of money yeah. and, and work hard, you know? Uh, and then with the supportive, it's funny when you think about it, but like how many times have you said like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then you think like, oh man, people are going to make fun of me. You know, my dad or my mom or my brother, or my sister are going to say something. Dude, there's nobody no. that says anything. I mean, we've talked about our successes in the past, but that's all you hear about. Yeah. You'll get a little riffing from some certain people, but like nobody yeah. cares. No, nobody cares you know I mean? at all. Like, if you, nobody cares at all. Like, uh, they're supportive. They're always going to be there for you. That's, that's what I, I guess that's a hard one to wrap around, but they're there, you know, at least mine are, I get it. Some people don't have that, but, uh, that's my way to get over those two other things. The, especially the indecisive. Yeah. And so like, that's, that's your, he goes on in the later in the chapter to talk about like the things that we focus on become our idea of reality. So you, you're, those are the things that you're going to choose to focus on. And if you can do that, that will become your new reality. Like that'll, it'll change your paradigm, you know? Right. Yeah. I like it. So not to, not to discount any of that because it was all very good. <laughs> you did yeah. sort of just blow right past the what do you want question. Yeah. So I still don't really know. I don't think I know. I think, uh, no, it's, uh, let, me, let me rephrase that. I don't know what I want in certain aspects, but what I do want right now is what I probably talked about in episode one, two, three. In fact, my wife said something about uh, how... I bring up working out all the time in this podcast. Like, oh, yeah, you always bring it up. But that's the thing. Like, I remember yeah, – it doesn't matter. They, it's health. It's like yeah. figuring that out. If I can figure that out and, and do that, I'm, I'm certain that in my mind I'll be able to hmm. do anything. Even though I've already done a lot. I guess, you know what so, I'm saying? Does that so make sense? So is that because, like, because you think that's your biggest hurdle right now is like – Oh man, seriously, we didn't talk at all. So, 
Here, I'll, I'll read this paragraph okay. to you that I wrote down because it was like right after I wrote this thing down. And this is, uh, I said, the, the whole point here isn't to create a business or to figure out our careers. This is fixing me and my mind, similar to the working out and waking up early. I need to defeat these small things I've built for myself as large barriers, and then I will e- uh, easily be able to jump over the larger barriers in the future. So that's that's it. Like I've created that small barrier or, you know, this tiny thing of, I mean, I get an hour three times a week to work out at work. <laughs> Like, I get paid a really good amount of money to work out at work, and I don't do it. So that's why, I guess that's why I look at that as, like, a tiny little hurdle that I've built into this massive thing that I need to jump over and get get past it. Like, I shouldn't even be thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't even consume any bit of energy except when I'm doing it. But it does. So, so, well, obviously, you think about it a lot. Absolutely. You're right. You have talked about it on every episode, so... It's it's clearly yeah. consuming a lot of your mental energy, and that's probably being wasted. Well, it's definitely being wasted. I mean. Well, any, any bit of gumption that I get and I do it and get defeated, it's like, oh, well, yeah. that's it. And then I just take that same so thing and I move it on to something else. Like a, so, yeah, that's, has it that's what like I a, want. Uh, like almost, well, it probably has. It's become like a barrier for you. When you try to do something, you're like, oh, you can't even go to the gym. You're never going to be able to do X, Y, Z. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I don't think that way, but that's absolutely what's going on. I mean, it's, it, if I wrote out more of these charts and more of these things for myself and things that I have done, I, and probably in most of my bigger uh, accomplishments in life, I either didn't care about that or I pushed it to side and I just focused on that and the kind of, uh, I don't know what you say. Like I, I was addicted yeah. to something else, you know, I, I pushed it onto something else and I just forgot about it. It's like that, Oh, that little project you push underneath your bench and you're just <laughs> like, ah, oh, forget about that. And then you work on something you accomplish something else, but that one is hmm. still sitting there. So yeah. So I think this is, that's, that's what I want, that. I want to defeat that before I move on to right anything on. else. Well, I mean, it makes sense. If it's become that like that big of a, a hurdle for you, then you're going to have a hard time doing anything else until it's out of the way. Oh, yeah. So, you... Did you, did you figure out? Because I, I don't think you talked about what you want. I mean, you said power, that's right. So, how do you get that? Like, how do you, how do you transition from that knowing what you want into the next thing? (laughs) Or focusing on it. I mean, I know you, you, you have a plan. It's, so that's, what's funny about this is like, you already have a plan to get that power. Like, I don't even know if you realize, like all the conversations we've had, the the ideas of you becoming a C-level employee at a company or your own company, that's power. I guess I've never really, I... So you have the plan. Yep. You know what I, it takes, I guess I've never but... really associated the two. Like when I when I talked about that plan, that was more of like because that was the top. You know what I mean? Like I I I just need to be moving forward, oh, yeah. and so that's the logical end destination. And I I never really thought about the why so much. I guess. So. 
I, for me, I think it's a lot of just overcoming the, overcoming the fear that I can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So that you here's can't the thing. accomplish so, that, or that you can't. Yeah, uh... I, I, I am reminded of. Um, I am reminded of the guy uh, from the Tony Robbins documentary. Um, not in. <laughs> Not in every way because I don't I don't think that I'm like that guy. But the guy who he his girlfriend stands <laughs> up and then he stands up and he's like I don't know just this kind of wimpy soft guy and Tony Robbins gets right up in his face and he's talking to him about his dad and how his dad was like this authoritative overbearing guy and he never really got the chance to be like a masculine man because his father had taken up all of that energy. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily like completely the case. Maybe it is, and I just don't want to do, to want to admit it. Um, but like, I I do think there is some of that because there was no space in the house. Me, there was no space growing up for that for me to have that any of that. Um, because he was such a like a powerful figure, and so I think part of that is like just overcoming that that idea that like. I have to refer to someone because I always had to refer to him. Um, the idea that I can right. be the guy, like I can be the final guy. Um, and I have been in several, you know, situations in my life. I've been in that spot, but it's never been like a consistent long-term thing. So I think the idea of that still scares me a little. And so I need to like, and that doesn't. So how do you think that, that so, uh, what's interesting is that we both talked about on here on how our professional lives are, are a little different than our personal lives in the fact that uh, if we set goals in the professional, if we, if we set out to do certain things in a professional life, we accomplish them. There's really, I mean, I don't want to say with no problems, but it's just like, yeah. okay, I got this. And then you move on. How is that any different now? Like with that wanting of, uh, or that path? Cause it, uh, I'm asking that right. So, professionally or personally? Oh man, I personally, don't I, wanna, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm ready to get into that. <laughs> uh, it's way worse at home. The uh, like the, and and it's so bizarre. I, because yeah, as soon as you started talking, I knew that was the question you were gonna ask, <laughs> and I started thinking through it in my head, and how <laughs> I I don't know how to like. I don't know how to talk about it because it's the same that deferral that like that I ha always had growing up like deferring to him um I think that's carried over a lot I'm starting to sound more and more like the guy on the documentary I think that's carried over a lot into my like <laughs> personal life into my home life except I don't have anyone to defer to and so I don't know that there's a ton of like I don't know that there's a ton of guidance like within my family. Like my wife, my wife defers to me only because she's a very meek like person, like by nature. Like that's how she is. And if she if you yeah. But I don't know that I'm doing like a good job of like actually directing my household if that makes sense. Does that sound like, does that sound, yeah. that's pretty anti-feminist I mean, you... <laughs> to say something like that, so maybe I should, 
I don't I don't know. Well, it doesn't. I mean, it, it, somebody's yeah. got to direct something, and it, we all have our our strong yep. traits. So whether it's you or somebody, it's cer- certainly not going to be good if it's <laughs> your kids. So it's either yeah. you or your wife. Uh, if that's not her strong point, then that's not. Uh, I do know that mine gets very upset at, uh, or or most of our qualms that we have are are due to indecisiveness on my part. So I mean that carries over completely. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. This conversation got know. a lot so deeper than a, I was. It's a weird thing because I'm trying to think of a yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm just thinking about your your bathroom and like how you are, are doing that, that, uh, there's no deferral. So it's almost like there's like no deferral. So you decided that you're just yeah. not going to do it. Is that, is that what you think? Or do you think you just, uh, yeah, there's no, there's no project manager here in the house, like to, to put it in work terms. There's nobody like, there's yeah. nobody telling me what like the end. I don't have a photograph to work off of. So like the decisions are like coming from me and like I'm not making those decisions because I'm I'm still stuck in that like 14-year-old boy who has to get permission from his dad to to cut a hole yeah. in the wall. Yeah. And right. So I get I get moments of I or get moments how. of like gumption and I'll completely gut the bathroom and then I think, "Oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> like, right? Because I don't. Ha- but my guess is, though, is if you listed out very similar to I did, that supportive would be on one of those sides. Yeah, most definitely. Oh, for sure. My mom, no? one million percent. Yeah, yeah. Of everything yeah. that I've ever done, yeah. Even if it was the wrong thing, like. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. I don't know. I, I guess uh, I'm looking at my list while we're talking, and and I I think that that's like one thing that like just focus on. It's just like focusing on that one. I mean, he talks uh, in getting back to the book, and maybe reducing a little pressure <laughs> off of you. <laughs> is it he? You know, he says you know, change your states and you change your life. That's that's a state of mind that we both have is uh, with whatever it is. You know, whether it's the power or whether it's indecisiveness or inability to you know change a certain aspect of our our habit that's ultimately what he's talking about is to find that ideal state and anytime you get into a negative aspect is you jump to that ideal state so i yeah that's what Wait, i that's is that right is that what you that's how i read is that how it, you yeah. read it as I well written down I a, a question um yeah do you have or can you like recognize a telltale sign that you're in the wrong state of mind? Like, do you have a, like a way to like see that in the moment? Absolutely. (laughs) I'd take a nap. That's how you know you're in the wrong state of mind. (laughs) You just fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a sleeper. Like, so, so here's yeah, (laughs) that's it. I'd take a nap. Uh, I've done it before. Like it'd be super stressful situation. Uh, you know, things are, you know, whether it's a disagreement between me and my wife or it's a, you know, Hey, this decision needs to happen, whatever it is. I just fall asleep. <laughs> I'll get tired. I'll sit down and I just take a nap and then I wake up, you know, 10, 15 minutes. I used to call it, I, I still call it 
I don't know why I said used to. A 15-minuter. <laughs> I need a 15-minuter. And I take a nap for 15 minutes. I wake up. Most of the time, I wouldn't right. make a decision when I was done. But that was the idea. was like, hey, let me relax. I'll think about it. And blah, blah, blah. I didn't think about <laughs> it. I just took a nap. Same thing in the morning. Uh, morning workouts, morning routines, miracle morning, whatever the heck you want to call it. I wake up. I'm all gumption. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, I should probably <laughs> just sit back down and yeah. jump back to a nap. I mean, if you like in work terms or in 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 work uh, relating this to that, if if things get too crazy and, and we've worked together for a long time or a fairly long time in in a professional sense, they uh, in our in my job now and in your old job, it's very easy to say, okay, let's stop and let's just yeah. go get a cup of coffee, let's let's think this yep. through. That's how it works. So that's my that's my professional equivalency of a nap, is uh, okay. I'll divert to going and get a cup of coffee, and sometimes it would result in a you know slowing down, making a good decision. But uh, most of the time, it's just pushing off the inevitable. Right. That's all you're doing. That's all you know. Hey, I don't want to call that person and tell them the negative news, or hey, I don't want to, I don't want to work, hmm. whatever you know. Do you have something that you see as a trigger that, or, or as a, as a trait? Oh, one, that, yeah, that you're one hitting? million percent. Like I know that I have, uh, I've, I'm in a bad spot, like emotionally or mentally, because I get, I get pretty mean. Like, you know, uh, you and I were pretty huh. like, we're, uh, I don't know, we're, we joke around a lot, and you know those riffs sometimes turn yeah. into like just kind of going back and forth at each other for a while but we know that none of it's serious like it's all jokes um right but that skill is very easy to translate into being like really mean to people (laughs) and uh so i recognized a long time ago that like well I, I shouldn't say a long time ago but like i get very mean and i can be very hurtful in those situations because I just take that exact same skill set and I just am not joking anymore. And I just go right at somebody in a situation where I've gotten, when I'm, I've had enough or I, I can't handle what's going on. And, uh, I, I do it. I, I, I think it's safe to say I've been <laughs> on the receiving end of this a couple times. And, uh, and I think ultimately it's really not, uh, yeah, but I, you're aware of it. I mean, we're both I'm aware, aware of, of it. it. Like, I'm, I'm aware that when I'm, like, going to sit down. But that, that, that's what's funny about when you do it, though, uh, is it's like the next day. You know, like, uh, let's say, like, uh, the one instance where I was going to uh, implement a very large change to, our, to your old or, or existing one week in a month in my full-time work center. Where I was going to move it and basically make it yeah. into a special area. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? That you know what I'm talking about. You went pretty yeah. hard on that one. Yeah. On negative, you know, against. I, I it. did. I, th- I, 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 I did. <laughs> I. But. Yeah. But on the on the flip side, though, but it's that's the two of us, though. That's how we work. Like I was able to be <laughs> like, okay, got it. Like I know what's going on here, um, so I can completely see how. If that if that 
wasn't the uh, the same way on the other end. It's totally it different it to do it to bad. you and to break your idea down from a like a professional standpoint than it is for my wife to like for me to just go at my wife and like point out all of her flaws in a single conversation. That's a very different No, no, yeah, it's, that's not like, good. <laughs> no. It's not great. It's uh <laughs> it's... Right. So my yeah. my so I recognize like that's where it is. And I've gotten better at, like, catching it earlier now because I also get really dismissive of people. So I'll just, I don't know about ignore, but I will be very dismissive to people's, like, ideas or thoughts or opinions or inputs. And so I've gotten better at recognizing, like, those stages. Um, But I still am not able to catch it before it starts. So I almost always say something that I shouldn't say, you know, before I catch it. Yeah, that first phrase comes out yep. before you're able yeah. to go, whoop, whoop. That's exactly right. Nope, I actually just yeah. need a snack, and uh, I didn't mean anything that I just said. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's... I, I love all the ideas for changing your state of mind. It's super funny because I actually just listened to uh, I listened to an episode of Pete Holmes, when, and he had Tenacious D on there. And, uh, yeah. Well, great super, interview. Super cool. Um for two guys that are not so serious in the public yeah. eye, that was oh, a great Oh, you listened to it too? To, to hear oh, some of their they stuff. They actually talked oh, yeah, about yeah. the... I, I started subbing regularly. They actually regularly. talked about the, <laughs> the looking in the mirror and smiling. I don't, I don't know if you remember that, but like that was a... like. So I thought it was yep. really ironic that I listened to that like over the, over the course of the last couple of days, and then that was in this chapter, and how it makes you just feel better to, to put those muscles in that position. It just tells your brain, hey, you're happy. Um... I love the idea of it. And he, he does, you've seen in the documentary, you can see him when he's doing his little morning routine. He does the deep breathing and the moving of the arms. He does all of that stuff. And it's, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's kind of cool that he's like practicing what he's preaching. Like, I I don't know. It gives me a little bit more respect. I don't know if you got a chance to send a, to read the, or sorry, watch the video. Oh, where he I was. Uh, but they yep, did a, a business did. week. Where that guy got to spend the day with him. Yeah, so I'll put a I'll put a link in the show notes, but yeah, the, a guy gets to spend a day with Tony Robbins, and he follows him. It's it's more than a day. I think it's like five days he spends at. Uh, I think is so. It Fiji? Yeah. It, basically, Tony Robbins owns like a quarter of the island, and he has this huge resort. But, um, and I'd, I'd like to get back to that too at some point and talk about that because that's a funny thing. But they, uh, they. He follows him, and yeah, like you said, that was one thing that I saw I completely respected was like he practices 100% of what he preaches. And it's just like, uh, you know, some of the other greats. Uh, I don't want to say – let's hold back on greats. <laughs> I, let me retract that. Cause I, uh, but, you know, like, like Dave Ramsey, he yeah. practices what he preaches. I mean, as much as he – I don't agree with everything that he says, but – He's still a practicer, and it's funny that these people that are practicing such simple tactics are, you know, Tony Robbins is worth $500 million. Just simple tactics. That's it. Smiling in the mirror, meditation, working out, swimming laps, mindfulness. That's it. Yeah, those are like the building blocks, and they just, they put you in the right state of mind, like exactly what he's talking about. Right. So... Since we're going to jump into talking about what we're able to 
accomplish. Let's talk about what we did not accomplish. Yeah, this week. let's talk about that. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't do anything for the the article. You know that. Um, we already talked earlier today, but uh, were, were you able to get a in, nope an outline? Together? And I've got a list of excuses, you, but okay. uh, it's uh, it doesn't matter. None of them are any good. Do you want to talk about why? So we talked about it a little bit. Eh, go for it. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to okay, talk you, about why. You go of ahead. course, yeah. So, uh, I I really struggled. I started the week off. We we talked about it on the podcast. On we record on Sundays, and then we started just publishing everything on Tuesday in the in the afternoons. But so. This is this is a Sunday evening when we're doing this. On Sunday evening, last Sunday, I was super stoked about everything, about talking about, you know, starting a blog, writing some articles, doing everything. I was 100% in. By Monday morning, <laughs> I was done. I was out. I was out. And I and I got angry at myself because I was out. Like I just instantly was like, "Nope, not going to do that. I'm going to text him right now and I'm going to tell him like I'm out." And I thought, okay, well, no, socially, social pressure, you know, the whole reason why we did right. this, like, I'm not going to be the one. So I, I, just all week, like, I could not, I mean, I made, I made a list on sheets of, like, different articles. I tried, like, everything I could to force myself to get into it. Read some white papers on customer service or different aspects. Not having it. The whole time, I just kept thinking, I just want to build a canoe. That's it. Like I, I want to go in my shop, and I want to yeah. sit in my recliner. That's it. Like the instantly. So when it, going back a little bit, but when it said, "What do you want?" That's what I kept thinking. It was like, I want to do that. I want to be in my shop. So I wrote down some questions uh, that maybe we could talk about. But that's what I thought. I don't. I don't have a reason why I did that. I don't know if it goes back to the indecisiveness, or the inability to like just commit to you know, one, uh, what do you call that campaign or whatever you want to call it? I don't know. I don't know what you call it. One thing, Yep. commit to that one thing, but I, I don't, I, I don't want to do it. Yeah. So we (laughs) very briefly talked about it and then we we stopped the conversation because we didn't want to spoil it for the show. But I asked you if you think it was, if you thought it was because it was something you didn't actually want to do. Or if it was because we agreed and finally decided, like, we're going to go forward with this. And the idea of it was too intimidating or too much, like, because we actually made a decision. And that was kind of where we we cut the conversation off. Yeah. Because I did the same thing, the exact same thing you did. I mean, I had a a fairly stressful week uh, at work with some things that were going on. uh, But I only worked... I only worked late one evening, and then I worked from home one evening. So I still had three full nights at home, four really, that I could have, uh, I could have done anything. At a minimum, I could have done an article or an outline, and I definitely could have written an article. But I, like I told you, I got pretty deep into into looking at uh, post frame construction homes, and. I even had a conversa- yeah. a full conversation, hour long probably, with my wife about how cool it would be to run a post-frame construction business and how much I would love to be able to like just build that type of building. 
build homes, build those garages, big pole barns like that. And I, I did the exact same thing you did. I was done. Like I, all the excitement of the idea was gone by late Monday, probably. So I didn't make it much further than you did. Yeah. I think so, cause, so one of the questions I wrote down was like, what happened? Um, or what's the difference between making and building a physical object versus virtual objects? And I, long time ago, about 2005, uh, early 2005, maybe late 2004, I sold insurance. I sold life insurance and health insurance. And <laughs> I was terrible at it. I was uh, like really bad, like <laughs> really, really bad. Like the, the, the company had like a $500 yeah. a week minimum pay. Like, and <laughs> I just rode that out as long as I could. But, and the, the biggest thing I struggled with was that it was a, it, life insurance is, is, is in the air. Like there's nothing that, that exists out there to show somebody, you know, at least as a, as a, as a used car salesman or, uh, stint that I did at Best Buy, like those things, you had something. So you could talk to somebody about something. Uh, and that's where, I, I don't know if I go back to that. I, I keep, keep saying I go back to things or, you know, like referring to that. I don't want to, I don't want people to think that I'm saying like, oh, that's, that's Best Buy's fault or, you know, whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's hard for me to sell a digital product. Like I've written multiple Amazon books and, and printed some books, but it's very hard for me to do that. And, and I think for me personally, I've thought about it a little bit more since we've talked about it earlier today. And it's just the fact that that's easy. There's no commitment if we made a blog. Like who cares, right? Like nobody cares. We make, even if we wrote 50 articles a piece, nobody has to go there. There's no commitment. We didn't pay. We paid like 13 bucks for a URL and another 50 for the year. I think that's where I struggle. Is yeah. like I'm not fully in. And going back to that, you know, the financial stuff, and my base is, you know, like if I'm going to be in, I got to invest in something, you know. And then, and I think that's why both of us go to the the whole making, because if you said you were going to make those, you would be completely invested. You would have at least two or three thousand right. dollars worth of tools no definitely i i don't know I, I, I just that's that's what i see is like if i'm gonna make something in my shop i gotta buy yeah. a table saw so if i make that six hundred dollar investment i'm committed like i gotta yeah. make something and whereas like right now it's just like meh they gotta type out yeah, some that's, words so that's just it just makes it, it could easier. be a cop-out it, it i'm just saying easier, how i felt right? i guess it's I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think for I think for me, I I got really excited about the idea of it and we had talked about it for the for the week leading up to the show. Um and then we brought it up during the show and I think I did the same thing you did in that I walked out into my garage and I looked around at all my tools and I was like I love the feeling of like producing a thing all day long I stand at my desk and I quote unquote fix things and at the end of the day everything looks exactly the same as it did when I left everything there is no observable change to anything that I right. did all day long and that 
wears on you. <laughs> For those of you who have like a physical job where you actually <laughs> produce something, like you may look at, you know, an office worker and say, oh, that would be great. But you we're not doing any, it doesn't feel like we're doing anything. Yeah, we are like fixing things, solving problems, but you just, you're just in a loop. Right. You're like on a, on a hamster wheel, just going round and round. And I like making things like I like making this podcast and there's very little investment in it, but there is a, to go to your point, the, the investment is emotional. Like there's some vulnerability that's happening on this podcast that I definitely was not expecting. And two that like it right yeah. makes me committed like i've already put this much into it like we're gonna do it and with the with the idea of like the blog and the website like like you said there's nothing like those are just words on a page and maybe people will read them maybe they won't we put them out there there's no vulnerability there's no no risk at all it's it's just us like doing a thing you know Right. So, December of 2017, you and I had a challenge that started January of 2018 and went to July of 2018. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? I still owe you a steak dinner is what happened. So, the challenge <laughs> well, there's was... That. There's that. But uh, the what challenge I'm getting was, at is... Uh, yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Who, over the course of the next six months, could make the most money on a side hustle? Uh, produce a thing, make a thing, sell a thing, and see who could end up with the most additional income. And uh, you wrote a book yeah. that you kickstarted, and I I made my toys that I sold on Etsy. Um, you had more success than I did, but both of us had some had success. Like I, I did actually sell something, which was a, a big accomplishment for me because I had never done anything like that before. And then you, you had oh, yeah. significantly more success than I did, and and sold your book. But there was a. Yeah. What happened <laughs> in August? Well, I know that you did not write your book, and I know that I uh, did not relist my toys on Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's what I I immediately. Uh, I didn't even read the read, but like the first three, like there's an Elvis story for like the first two pages. So I don't count that. So, but like the first true core page of this chapter and I wrote down those three questions. Why do we loop like this? Why do we happen? Uh, or what happened during our competition? And then in quotes, I put medium rare <laughs> as a joke. That was our little insight is like, yep. you owed me a steak dinner, but then I wrote the what the, what's the difference between making and building physical objects, and it's probably because I was thinking about what we already had committed to do. But uh, I agree. I I just and when people and when I, I don't want to say people, when my wife talks about like when I say something like oh I want to do that, she gives me absolute like pure feedback like you should do that or that's dumb as hell, like that. Every time I say something about building something, almost every time she's like yeah you yeah. like doing that. You know, and it's just funny to think like how many, how many times have we talked about building something, but it takes a lot of commitment. Yeah. 
you go out in your shop and you commit to buying whatever tools. You don't even have to buy anything. But if I go out there and I start making a strong back for a canoe, I better finish a canoe because I'm I am not gonna have that in my garage or invest the money into that right. without finishing it. I mean, you really think about your shop projects. There's very right. little things that you haven't finished that you've truly started. I mean, yeah, we've talked about it, printed off plans or whatever, like, but that's that's where some of my biggest accomplishments of finishing something yeah. have happened. So I wrote down some some quotes. I was listening to another episode because I. On the I wanna I wanna I'm gonna play devil's advocate on this thing and say from the other side that it's not about that and we this is this is us copping out and being scared. Uh, so I was listening okay. to okay. I was listening possible. to another episode of Pete Holmes on the way home. He had Ramin Nazir, who's like a comedian and a comic artist, uh, and he was quoting I don't know Maharaji or some somebody I have no idea who. And uh, he was talking about how him and Pete were talking about how, you know, dark can't exist without light. You can't be hungry if you've never had food. You know, you can't want if you don't have. And uh, he had this interesting quote. We all we all exist as a point drifting through life. The moment you choose to go in a direction, there will be something pulling you the opposite way. And so, like, I think for for us there's a lot of us just being a dot on a page and every once in a while we get this like little bit of motivation to become an arrow going in one direction but there's always something trying to pull you back into balance back or back the other direction once you go that way and uh he had another quote from a another uh another guru um and it said stomach empty one problem stomach full 100 problems you only care about enlightenment enlightenment when your other needs are met. And that one hit me pretty hard because the idea of both of us are comfortable. We've had this conversation before. We are both very comfortable. Absolutely. And yeah. You know, we for us it's really easy for us to like sit here and have these like deep conversations about what our problems are because most of our other needs are met. Um but if we were struggling it would be way easier for you to go out in your shop and make a canoe because you know you could sell it to put food on your table. It would be way easier if we were struggling, if we were just getting by to say, hey, I know based on our knowledge, both of us could go consult at a business for uh, in, in an IT field and we could make some extra money to feed our families, but we don't need that. So we don't have any motivation to do it. Right, yeah. Well, we did it. I mean, if you really think about it, like, yeah, we didn't start a business or anything, but like, uh, we both got married very young, uh, and we both had certain times in our life. I'm sure we, you and I have not talked about this in, in any depth at all, but I'm sure just because you got married young as well, there were times where it was, things were pretty tight, but you hustled to get to the job and the career that you're at now. Yeah, I, you exactly. Know, like that, you did it. Same thing. I mean, yeah. I did it. Like, we both hustled to get to that job. So, yeah, it's just we've gotten to that plateau exactly that, that is, it's like, ah, Yeah, I'm it's good. really hard okay. to drum up the motivation <laughs> for... Uh, I'm sitting in my yeah. one of four bedrooms that is heated and cooled and yeah. has, you know, everything I need in it. So, absolutely. Yeah. 
So how do you replicate? Well, what do we do with that? What do you do with that information? I guess that's. that's I have something no idea. I, I struggle. I don't with. know. <laughs> it's just, it's just. Life I don't know. Just life is a suffering, man. The table, that's, that's all. That's all I got. <laughs> it's. I, I think it's yeah. going to be real. I think so. Both of us have talked on multiple occasions. We brought up. I mean, this most of this podcast was about it. Today's episode was uh, about a side business or you know some sort of side hustle or starting a business. I don't know where I drum up the motivation to do that when I don't have I, I I don't have any needs. You know what I mean? I don't know where yeah. I get that. Yeah. Well, I guess there's the only thing to do is we need to both go out and get some serious. Yeah, work, right. That's a great. I'm gonna get that new iPad Pro. No. <laughs> I'm gonna get the new Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah. I was oh, gonna buy a, a new car. Idea. Just a third one, yeah. just to have around, yeah. <laughs> Some serious uh, debt. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking. I mean, hey, yeah. that's motivating, but uh, I think you do have. There's a ways to get that motivation without being uncomfortable. I mean, there, there's a reason why billionaires continue to work. Yeah. So you, it, it's not. I think the comfortability is there, but I, I don't think that we can rely on that to say that's the that's one of the biggest reasons why. I mean, I I completely agree with it, but I think there's ways that to take this uh, these things that we see as like mm-hmm. positives, like you being able to handle power, me being able to understand the core of why I believe what I believe and overcoming it to moving on to saying, OK, here's this next thing. This is that next thing. It's really just deciding what do you want. It just goes back to that indecisiveness. Yeah. And saying like, yeah. So it's just saying like, hey, if you want to build something in your shop, all right, go through the notebooks. We both have plenty of notebooks to go through to say, okay, what is that one thing that we wanted to build? And we, we talked about a product idea that you could recommend to your company that you currently work for. Uh, that type of product could easily be made you know, or whatever. I also look at, uh, and when it talks about, he, Tony talks about emulating somebody else that you, you think would be good at something. I have, on the flip side, in our shop, we're not proficient at what we do. Like mm-hmm. if we're talking about our workshops, we're not a hundred percent, like I'm not either. a master woodworker at all. So it's a thing where I've, taken that shop and i've made it like oh i go out there i make a business or i fix something in my house (laughs) it's like man just get a project and go have fun you know and i've got an uncle that is probably one of the he's got an amazing mind and an amazing builder awesome things i mean you've seen his stuff on instagram he doesn't do that stuff for business you know like he he doesn't do any of that for business he could everybody's told him he could but that's just something he enjoys. And I think that's what I want, I'd like to find is not go out there for a business, not continue to search for a business, but find something that's fun because odds or what's actually happened for him is that he has made right. some of it into a business. Yeah. Just, it's just you organically know? happened. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he went out, developed the skills, kept, he challenges his mind all the time. He's developing more and more skills and just rotating into and then when people see it, they go, I'll take it. I'll buy some of that. And then they buy it, I guess. 
Right. Yeah. Not, I guess. They do. <laughs> they do. Uh, so, I don't know. We just keep I looping know. in the I, same I conversation. So Most that, definitely. <laughs> I don't have any good answers for it. but He did say, this is a quote that I wrote down on in, from the book, was emotion created by motion. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it, it's a matter of when we had that challenge, you went out in the shop and you we had already talked about yeah. that product, I don't know how many times. Yep. You know, both of us making it. But you went out in the shop and you did it. Yep. I had talked about my book a bunch of times. It was just a matter of completing it and doing it. Yeah. And you're right. That motion created more. Like. And doing something we want, not just doing something that was like, oh, we could do yeah. that. And then, because I, th- I really think that's what that, the, the idea of consulting and the blog came out of was like we're familiar yeah. and comfortable within that area. I think that you and I have both put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do something like that, to to create a side business. And for what? Just to have it? Like, is there right. anything like, I mean, right. we talked about what we wanted. Neither of us said a side business when we talked about what we wanted. Like, like that's... It would be yeah. cool, but... That's pretty powerful to think uh, about. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe in the future, but... Uh, so where did that come from? I don't know. I don't know. Now we're kind of getting off track, but... Yeah, we're right on track. I, th- I think they... Like, what do you mean? Like, so when you say where, where did, did that they pre- come from? Why, like that, why are... that idea... That comes from the idea that you can oh, get the yeah. power if you own your own company. Like, you have that power. When you're sitting in your in your shop... Let's say you even had only $200 a month worth yeah. of sales. You have right. complete power. Yep. For me, it's uh, if I'm sitting out there, I'm creating something and honing skills to be, I, I think I said it last, last week, but it feels good to be the best one in the room or really yep. good at something that people look at you for, just as the skills part. I don't think it's the power thing for me, but it's the thing of like, oh, yeah. he knows how to do that. I mean, I do it now. Like, it, oh, right. he's built a boat. Oh, come on, man. Like, I, I just built a boat out of a couple of two by twelves. But, like, that's not what yeah. I, you know, like. Yeah, definitely. It still feels good. Like, I might downplay yeah. it, but it still feels good. So it's still the same feeling as that blogger or that consulting agency would give us. It's just in a different way, and I think that's what we're searching for: is that yeah. those two traits. Yep. I'm sure more, but you know what I mean? And for somewhere along the way we were we convinced ourselves that a side business was the best way to do it. Yep. That's it. Yeah. There's nothing huh. else. Well, that was kind of a, a kind of a profound realization I wasn't expecting to get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not at all. I mean I, I thought the the whole like health and business thing was like pretty revolutionary but now figure i mean really getting into the deep of it that's that's exactly it we're just seeking out those optimal traits that we pursue and we've convinced ourselves almost in a knack way in that neuroassociative like oh hey if i have a look at all the people we follow and like Like, we just reinforce that idea you know all the all the people that we follow on twitter and instagram and you know that we respect they all have these little side hustles and side businesses and We've convinced ourselves that that's yeah. the end-all, be-all. But when you really look at them, 
like the the super successful, like the really cool guys. Not like when I say super successful, I mean uh, there's just like the woodworkers on Instagram that maybe build a table here and there. But uh, or what's that guy's name? The early morning guy. That guy. When you look at him, yeah. all that grew organically, and most of them started after. Well, look, we, when we talked about it last. Yeah, <laughs> we talked. So, we talked about know, him last week. Look at Ryder Carroll. That guy was a designer. He had a job, like, and he posted a blog post of about the way yeah. he journaled, and it grew into this gigantic thing organically. He wasn't out there looking for a book deal. Yep, it happened. Huh. Right. So I think it's. I mean, yeah. we pretty well. Yeah, I think up we left ourselves, ourselves a lot to, to <laughs> contemplate while we're staring at our blank ceilings to think about yeah the, so the, the one thing i think i'm going to take away from this and closing this out i think it's a good time but the, is to maybe search out a project that i would like to do and i and i already have a couple ideas in my head not but to sell. not a business not something that to not to sell something personal and and, and something that i can hone some skills on and have some fun. That's it. Like, it, it's funny that I give that advice to everybody. Like, hey, man, you having yeah. fun? You have fun. You know, like, uh, that's the first part of the briefing it, when I, you know, give people my expectations as a supervisor professionally. <laughs> like, be honest and have fun. Uh, I'm right. honest, but sometimes I'm not having fun. So that's that's my goal for this next week is maybe to find something and just. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Be here. Right on, man. Well, anything else you want to cover? All right. <laughs> nah, I'm going to go cry in my pillow. <laughs> it's a good. I, I, I had a good time. I think, and, and we brushed over it a little bit, but, dude, this is episode seven, so we are seven weeks in. I'm yeah. super, like, that makes me About happy. About a quarter of the way through the that book. It makes me very happy so. that we've been able to do this. And we made it to seven? Yeah. Yep, I, I noticed that, like, yeah, pretty awesome. So, all right, sir. Well, we'll talk to you next week then. All right. See ya. See ya. <laughs>